Good morning. You are listening to KPOO San Francisco 89.5 and on the World Wide Web at KPOO.com. This is Prison Focus Radio. Slavery is back. In fact, it was never abolished. The 13th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution abolished slavery, except in prison. At the current rate of incarceration, by the year 2010, the majority of all African-American men between 18 and 40 will be in prison. The state as their captor. It's going to take people who are willing to fight, not people who want to negotiate with the enemy. Deal with 
All right, beautiful people, I want to thank you for joining me here, your host, Nube Brown, on Prison Focus Radio here at KPOO San Francisco 89.5. I want to thank all of you who donated, contributed, told your people uh, to donate and contribute to this beautiful radio station here in San Francisco, one-of-a-kind, black-owned, black-run just beautiful programmers, music, commentary that you're just not going to hear anywhere else. I want to thank all of you for that and hope that your new year um, is starting off full of possibilities and um, hopefulness. Um, Yeah, we are going to continue our conversation with Trade Xavier, who you heard uh, from a couple of weeks ago, but we have a lot more to talk about. So stay with us, and we are going to get started with Trey Xavier. All right, so Trey Xavier is so down-to-earth and so easy to talk to. We ended up just starting our conversation and never really had a formal beginning. Not that I really do it that way anyway, but uh, we did have a lot of conversation even before we started uh, recording. And one of the things, there are a couple of things that we were talking about. We were talking about um, you know, hip hop, or he was talking about hip hop. And, um, you know, he just he had, was having a lot of questions around how the, how the beat uh, oftentimes will uh, keep us from uh, either consciously or unconsciously just uh, ignoring the lyrics, and he was finding it fascinating that um, this DMX song, the um, what these bees want, um, and uh, how you know he would see women uh, who were you know clearly being somewhat maligned or disrespected in his in um, could be seen as being disrespected in this song, um, even though he was he was relating to the words, but also uh, how. You know, he'd see, you know, women just, you know, bopping their heads and moving and grooving to these songs. And actually, we all end up doing that because uh, and and he had some ideas around what that was. And so you'll hear him talk about that. And then um, we ended up uh, I made him some tea and we were ended up talking about, um, you know, honey sweetener and how it is a contraband. How it's a, it's one of the, uh, you know, banned it's contraband in uh, in prisons, and so uh, so there's a little boy, a little bit of disjointedness and kind of jumping around in the conversation. But I hope you will stay with us. And the first thing you will hear um, uh, Trey talk about is the conditioning that he experienced. I'm kind of conditioned when I. See- from the contraband, even until I, I know I can have it, I'm I'm not even in a transition home anymore. But I still, when I see people with the with something like a like a sharp pen, yeah, I wow, I can't have a pen. We couldn't have sharp certain type of pencils and pens. We weren't allowed to have if they had metal on the end. So those things still stand out to me when I see them in people's hands. Now that you are after 27 years, mm-hmm. so when you first got the pen. What did you think about the pen, and what was your reaction when you realized you actually couldn't have the pen? Because there's a beginning place where you you first there must be some reaction or some uh-huh. response to wait yes. I can't have a pen I can't have a this is what you're giving oh, me that was the response right, to what you just said I can't have a pen you know it's like I can't look 
At some places, you can't have a pencil longer than this. Which is about, what, two inches, two yeah. and a half inches yeah. long? Mm -hmm. So we find Rather. ways to, to wrap it to make it a full pen. In some places, you, can't only, you can only have the pen filler, the thing that comes out of the pen. You can't have the pen. We get creative. You have to get creative. We wrap things around it and make it a full pen. You know? right. We wrap things around it and make it a full pen. I would love to just know some, um, some of your thought processes. But you're having to do these workarounds with these very basic things. Yes. Right? Very Till basic. The, I have multiple pens. Same here. Contra Same here. I'm a writer, <laughs> so I love pens. Okay, so, so I just kind of wonder about the, and I don't take this lightly when I ask this mm. question, about the psychological damage or impact this has on people's psyche. Um, when you have to do these workarounds for something that's so benign and these very, and, and as you are kind of a, this accumulation of things becoming contraband, did you have some essence of how this was affecting you? When Did you ever get a sense of when the no. conditioning when took place? No, I don't. I'll be honest. I don't. I know that I saw, look, I saw, you know, you know, the thing, you know, the, um, the wire wrapper that's coated with plastic. Yes. That's tied around a piece of bread, a bread, a yeah, loaf of bread. Yes. Yes. I was at a place where that was worth selling that because mm -hmm. you take that, you wrap it around, um, a, um, a, a razor case, a, um, Let's see, a razor case and, oh, and a paper clip. Then you make what's called a wall lighter. You stick it into the socket on the wall, and you can put a, you put a cup of water beneath it, and that spiral turns red, red enough for you to light anything you want to light because lighters are contraband. But everybody knows that... You light incense in your cell, you know, especially if you're in the same, I mean, our cells is big, so we use the bathroom almost in front of each other. Right, so right, it's a right. thing. So people have incense. So just something that small. I saw one the other day. That's ingenious. And looked at it and, so said, you and said, oh, wow. I remember when, I remember that's when this was worth something. Yes, yes. That's how, that's how clever a lot of guys, there is nothing that can't be broken down and they know it too when they... And anything that can be broken down and jailbroke. All right. It's here that we jumped back into the conversation around hip hop. And I will admit there was just uh, too much of me rambling on uh, that uh, I, I cut out. So we're going to jump right back in to Trey Xavier talking about, um, again, talking about hip hop and giving some commentary on how he's thinking about it. And also, um, and he starts in, uh, I had been talking about Lil Wayne and he's going to be talking about uh, Ice Cube. But I was more of a Ice Cube mm -hmm. type of guy. Mm -hmm. I was, he was in between revolution and gangster. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I was feeling, I'm feeling Come him on, who didn't a little love more. Him. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah. he's in between, you know, yeah, in between yeah, there. Yeah, so, yeah. but at the same time, these, these things are so influential that, um, I remember 
getting pumped up off of Cube before I went and, you know, and did what I did that got me a lot of time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I would put yeah. on his music and I'd get into the mood, you know, yeah, stomping in my big black boots. Yeah, you know. Sure, and of I'd course. And I'd get into the mood. But I've watched through, through my, I'm almost 65 years old. In a couple months, I'll be 65. And I've watched um, art flip generations I've watched and when I say art not necessarily music music hip hop came later but before that it was like um, it was movies The Mac and Superfly that flipped you know I I traded in um, Huey and Bobby Seale for Ron O'Neill and Max Julian you know and yeah. so did a lot of people in my neighborhood Absolutely. you know yeah. we went from wearing um, brogue, brogues as we used to call them boots and jean suits and berets to superfly outfits you know what I mean and, and there uh, was some you know, I mean do you think that there because uh, I do believe mm-hmm. that there was also some design in that you know yes. so social design and that's that. what you told me don't don't uh, speak as much as I want to uh, but uh, not give away too much of what I'm writing about but it's a subject that I think I'm going to stay on for a minute because there's so much to be said about about it. And can we be a participant in our own demise, a co-conspirator in our own demise? You know, it, it, that's the thing. The what, like we talked about the women who were in the car bouncing their head. and They're co-conspirators in their own... Absolutely. Disrespect. Or, yeah, we all have to be responsible out yeah, here. This is what I mean you know? about... And when we were just talking about the contraband, yes. like, I mean, literally, you have to be thoughtful. The contraband. Yeah. You know, so, sorry, not to, just, no, that's good. Not to derail, good but thoughts. no, okay, you're giving good. me good, good. thoughts okay. because the contraband, because the contraband thing is so embedded in me still. Like I said, I see people with things and I, I watch them and I, I have a, um, and I wonder like, oh yeah, I can have that if I want it. I forget that I can have that if I want it. I don't want to touch it. The honey. You talked about the honey and the tea. Yeah. You know, you, we can't have honey. Right. You know, we can't have. So I, I, the sweetener. I, yeah. You couldn't have sweetener of any kind. You just have, well, to, and then, um, you have to have the um, one that, um, you know, the, the in the pack, those things. Well, and then, it, of course, it just makes me think about just in, in talking mm-hmm. with you. I mean, that, that's the contraband of material things. Mm-hmm. But we are actually also talking about the contraband of thought. Yes. Right? What kinds of thoughts you can or cannot have or what kinds of thoughts we are being conditioned to have or not have, right? You substituted the Black Panther Party for self-defense and that movement, well, Mm -hmm. it was also substituted for you because COINTELPRO is the government set out to destroy Mm -hmm. The Black Panther Party for self defense, mm-hmm. as they had been doing all along in the Black Liberation Movement and all the other cultural movements. J. Edgar Hoover almost destroyed every black leader from Marcus Garvey on to uh, who was the latest to the end to, until he died. And Marcus Garvey, he that's in the 20s, right. the late 20s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're you talking, a, you know, yeah. Yeah, 60 or however power. many 50 year reign of terror. And even and, it was um, um, Robert Kennedy said that man, you, for one man to have so much power for so long, in itself is corrupt. That's what 
He told J. Edgar Hoover face to face. Yeah. The officials liked it much better when, you know, when the gangsters, mm-hmm. quote gangsters, were killing off each other. You know, had guns in their hands and were, mm-hmm. were killing each other. As soon as they started trying to switch to that revolutionary mind, yeah. that's when they were having problems with yeah. them and you're going to shut them down. Yeah. Right? So again, I, I feel like that's it's, it's a form of, of contraband. You know, making your, mm-hmm. your thoughts of black liberation mm-hmm. and self-improvement and gaining self-knowledge became contraband yes right so it's not just about things i um so I, the end, and oh sorry so there's no. the, sorry back to the music mm-hmm. okay. back to the hip-hop yes right yeah so yeah so so with 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 it like i said it's, it seems like it, it hip-hop is broken down to its rawest element in music as we spoke of earlier before mm-hmm. i think we take um the drum and the bass. That's the that's the bottom to all music, and that's the that's the soul to music. You know? oh, right. Well, that's, that's the, the ancestral. Yes, that's the that's straight the, from Africa. That's why. <laughs> that's why the drum was um, banned from us using it. Absolutely, because it was a way to communicate. Yeah, it was a way because when we feel it, it's like, yeah, it's like something that you can't. Control, contraband you know, again, you know? right? Yes, the contraband. communication becomes contraband. Yeah, yeah. that's right. why. That's so. That's why it was. Um, it was banned. It, um, we also did the. Um, we did quilts or we sang songs yes. during slavery. Yeah. We were also sending messages too. Yes, yes. That they didn't understand. Yes, you know yes. what I'm saying. That well, they didn't understand. Mm-hmm. So and in hip hop, now and then you can hear it if you were, if you're in tune. They say that. Um, Signs and symbols are for the conscious mind. That's a term I use all the time. Signs and symbols are for the conscious mind because there are a lot of symbolism, even even if you listen to closely to Jay-Z, especially Ice Cube, if you listen closely to them, they, they're giving us blueprints. They're telling us what's going on. You know, there's always the wonderful samplings mm-hmm. or, you know, then they, you know, pop That's in That's another thing to get you. Right, the sampling. Oh, that's the spinners. Yes, exactly. Then you forget it's the spinners, and you're listening to, you know, and you're you're listening. And to we're it, not right? encouraged. And I used to tell my son, I said, you know, he just mentioned so and so. I mean, if you like this guy, and he mentioned that person, how come you don't go and check him out? But you're seeing all of this while you're inside. Yes, as I'm well. seeing it so inside. You could. It seemed like you could focus in on it more, really take yes, it in. Yes, really take it in and mm-hmm. really evaluate it and come up with exegesis. And most of, a lot of men do. A lot of men do. And you can tell the guy who's been in for a little while, even if he's young, if he's been in for 10 years, 15 years, and he's young. He's still in his 20s, but yeah, he's been in for 15 years, yeah, yeah. Or early 30s. You can tell that they've been conditioned to where they don't really want to hear, they want to hear something that's um, worthwhile listening to. After a while, and they're being around old souls, they become old souls themselves because that place will do it for you. I had a a, um, a group we used to call the Hidden University, right? We used to do it once a year for maybe, we, we try to do it for 12 weeks, but lockdowns and different things with, but also extended to like almost six months because we have to miss two weeks. Now the Hidden University was a um, 
it was the name. Uh, it was it was used because it started off as a magazine. I used to write a magazine, uh, uh, um, newsletter called the Hidden University, and then it, it turned from the Hidden University into a class. So in it, we learned we we taught government, um, the knowledge of self and kind, and we we addressed issues like the N word, or loosely people how loosely people use the word snitch what really is a snitch is my grandmother who played taxes on her house and you break in her house and she reports you is she snitching right. you know so we would address we would address things like that what i used to call grown man issues right, right, right. the n-word being used and so so um so frequently you know or right. being used at all and why can't he use it you know, I always did the devil act of everything. Why can't he use it? That's his CD. He bought it. He's in his cell, and he's reciting the lyrics to the CD right. in his cell. Yeah, but he know we can hear it. So what? You can hear it. Is he not supposed to? You know, and, sure. and these are the kind of these is the kind of um, the hidden university. Now, in the hidden university, we would break in the beginning of the semester. We would break up into what's called tribes, which is kind of like. Um, fraternities. Mm -hmm. So you had the Amoja tribe, the Tamburu tribe, the Imani tribe, and, and they all, uh, you had the, the Uhuru tribe, tribe of freedom, the tribe of struggling people, the tribe of faith, the, you know, the, the tribe of unity. So we would always start off maybe with about, about 50 guys and we would split up. So it'd be about eight of us in different groups. Now I'm getting somewhere is why I want to tell you about this. So so we would they would group among themselves and then at the end of the day we would all group together but they would group among themselves each tribe had a chief each tribe had a lieutenant now um now at the end of the semester i used to do this thing where everybody got a sheet of paper a big sheet of paper about the size of this here linoleum right here and you had to draw a community you were giving circumstances and sometimes the community would be already occupied. Say, well, you have um, between such and such streets, you have four blocks of occupied streets um, in, in the ghetto. Or, or so one year I used the scenario, America's under the attack and, and she's giving you this much land. So what do you do with it? How do you, how do you survive? So people would draw their communities out and they would actually, every year I would watch them they would actually really get into how they would purify their water, how they would make weapons, how they would protect themselves, how they and then and then I said, This is the this is the part that really get me. I said, Well, you know, you got to have law enforcement, right? Yeah, but we're not gonna call ourselves the police. That is the word, the right. police. That's why when they say defund the police, it's not really it's the whole idea of police and what it was. That if you're policing yourself, though, because law and order is, is something that has to take place in any civilized community. Right, right. It has to be some law and order, some kind of way. Right. Now, when you're doing it yourself. It's not this law and order. Yes, <laughs> exactly. When you're doing it yourself, you, they realize that because they would say, yeah, but we ain't going to call ourselves the police. I said, well, I don't care. Whatever you call yourself. Give me your laws. We would go through this. This would take like four weeks at the end of the semester. They have their laws. They'll have their city drawn out on the map. They'll be they'll get up each week. Somebody get up and they'll explain their city what this is. They always had a red light district. 
a district and say, well, we can't stop this, so we're going to let it go on <laughs> over here. And I said, oh, you guys are something else. So so they would, each of them, would, they have beautiful cities. They, they do the artwork to it and everything, explain how they would let religion live, even though, my, even though it wasn't their religion, how they had to have a place for people who were into religion. Their yeah, religion. Yeah, yeah, practice their religion. They did all these things like grown men. So the test came then is I would be I would come up with some of the awesome scenarios that would challenge their panel. Okay, this happened in your city. How do you deal with it? What I found out is that we are more conservative. Men in prison are more conservative than we think we really are. You know what I mean? It's it, and and I used to listen. I say, man. That's worse. What you want to do is worse than what the police would do on the street. You know, some of the things they would want to do to people. When I say, well, this guy here, he did this to this girl and he did this and did this. So can you handle it? They would get like three cases to handle and the whole tribe would sit there. And according to the laws that they wrote and according to their community, they would deal with these here times. And it was sometimes I had to rein them in sometimes. I say, hold up, man. I want to lynch the guy. Now, these are guys who are really, these are Talib and those guys, Talib, you know, who writes, these are revolutionary thinking guys, but when it came time to law and order, interesting. they were, yes, and that was always interesting. Now, Talib and, and those guys, that was at the end of um, the Hidden University before I left. They got like the last three or four years. Of it, but I, 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 I and my friends started in 2007. Oh, okay, got it. we started it in 2007. Mm -hmm. So guys would meet each other in other places and say, You're in Hidden University, yeah. What tribe are you in? <laughs> oh, my man, you know, oh, it was like being fraternity for you know. And what's the difference between a chief and a lieutenant? I'm sorry, just, just quickly, yeah. Just no, a chief was given, and strategically, we, we picked chiefs. Um, and lieutenants str strategically, because these are Muslims who are who are uh, sponsoring the Hidden University, right? But there was no Muslims in leadership. We would let different fractions of gang members and stuff be in leadership yeah, yeah. to show their self worth to see how they were thinking, and you know what I mean? No, I, yeah, I love we it. we just facilitated it. We, the Muslims facilitated it, you know, and the ideas I yeah. I got from different different groups that used to come in and um and yeah but it, it was amazing how how the law more only conservative thing is very uh, yeah, the, yeah yeah it's and amazing I, I find so and and were any in the um when you noticed that did um did you challenge certain yes. aspects and ask about yeah. it and yes. did, did some of them shift and yes. like think again yeah so there was some did. of that they was, had to be reined in they were reined in a lot because the audience watching it too or the other tribes watching it too couldn't see their but they could see their stuff was wrong. They couldn't see theirs like, yeah, yeah man, that's crazy. How y'all gonna do that? You know, they would they would um you know, so mm -hmm. that's how yeah, and they would rent and they would think about it later. All right. If you are just joining us, you are tuned in to Prison Focus Radio. I'm your host, Nube Brown, here at KPOO San Francisco eighty nine point five. And I have been in conversation with Trey Xavier. He's come home after twenty seven years. Um uh, of a, a life sentence 
um, in prison. And so, yeah, we didn't really have a very formal beginning. So you'll just be hearing us kind of chop it up a bit, talking about uh, hip hop and, um, you know, cultural flipping and and um, the work that he was doing inside with uh, the underground university. So I hope you will stay with us. We are going to take a quick musical break uh, with the, the song that he actually uh, showed up to my house with um, a version of a DMX song. Actually, a remix on DMX's song, What These Biatches Want. So uh, here it is, Malcolm Jamal Warner's uh, history le- Black History Lesson. It was Martin, Malcolm, Huey, Alvin, Marcus, Richard, Jesse, Adam, Carla, Gordon, James, Philip. Nat showed them not to play with us. Duke, Langston, Thurgood, Robert, Hank, Jesse, Jackie, Muhammad, Paul, Stokely, Mega, Webb. About three Benjamins, a good two Freds. Women like Harriet, Rosa, Ida, Shirley, Sojourner, Manna, Maya, Mary, Bessa, Ella, and Retta. Even baby Ruby was out here applying pressure. Daryl, John, Booker, Sid. George, nuts if you don't know who he is. But y'all, Charles, Roy, Carter, Cecil, just for drinking them white folks' water. All kings and queens, yes, for real. And to the ones that we lost, like Emmett Till. And all those is here, we gon' continue to hold it down. Say it loud, black, and I'm proud. And as we say, black history is every day. All right, let's get back to my conversation with Trey Xavier. I did a I did a play. I, I'm gonna I got digging. I, I just pulled my stuff out. So I did a play. I wrote a play and performed it in the chapel. It was called Trial of the Millennia, and it was about the black man being put on trial for everything that he'd done. And he was put on trial, and there were twelve people, twelve in uh, 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 convicts, who sat on the jury. Right. So I played the prosecutor. I love that. Yeah. I played the prosecutor, <laughs> and um, um, this other guy he he played um, he played the defense attorney, and the the the, the defendant name was O.G. Brotherman, so O.G. Brotherman was the defendant. So I was prosecuting him. We had a judge, we had a bailiff, we had little Brotherman who O.G. taught how to be how he is, came in and testified against him, and all kind of things. Right, we had it set up to where. So I'm, when you read it, I'm, I'm going to pull these things out for you so you can read. Or whenever you get them, you can have them. You can read them whenever you get a chance. But at the end of the trial, I know my case. I know I have presented a great case. <laughs> I know I have presented a great case because yeah. it's easy to do, you know. So at the end, they found OG Brother Man innocent. So they found him innocent. Now, afterwards, we had a discussion. This was the of end of the Hidden University. We had a discussion. So... It all turned out was, yeah, we knew he was guilty. I said, y'all knew he was guilty? He said, hell yeah. And he said, I just couldn't find myself to, to convict him. You know, he was guilty. I would bring up the charges like, for instance, um, you had a chance when you left the South, OG brother man, to go north and, and build for self. But instead, you did this and did this. And when you started pimping, I used OG brother man as a wide character, not as a personal, but... It's what the black man did throughout his time mm-hmm. in, um, in in this country. So what? So so what about when um, this happened and civil rights came? Weren't you able to say, "Well, I didn't know anything about that, man"? 
Evidence. Can I see evidence? Um, 355, Elijah Muhammad, Marcus Garvey. Marcus Garvey. I would pull out all the... These were the evidence that... These men that came in and told you these things. You heard of these men. Like, yeah, I know about them. Well, they gave you a lot of, you know... A lot to work with. To work right? with, right. So, why did you choose this way? So... So that's that was my evidence toward um, you know, and then we even had Satan, the God played Satan, who came up and testified uh, uh, against OG Brother Man as well. Oh my God! It was wow, yeah. that's so transformational. I can imagine just yeah. the thought process. But I, it's so, I, I, I find it remarkable that they not remarkable. I think it's beautiful. They couldn't find them innocent. Yeah, they said, they couldn't find them guilty. Though. Right, because you know, yeah. still in all, yeah. the thing that we don't get, mm-hmm. we, I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Black people, mm-hmm. black men, black women, black right. people mm-hmm. don't get is still that space where it's like, yeah, even after all that, though, still you deserve yeah. a chance to get it, not be brutalized by a system that even though you were given all of those things, mm-hmm. we also know that there is a whole other, other overarching mm-hmm. system. Yes. That doesn't want you to have it. And we know how those people are even persecuted. They assassinated Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. They, they vilified Marcus Garvey. Did they assassinate Mar- Marcus No, no they, they, but they did but something they, to they where he died. In, yeah. Paul yeah, Robeson. Yeah. You vilified Paul yes. Robeson. You vilified and you, you assassinated Martin Luther King. We know what you do to our yeah. leaders. Even you're given, when we are given those gifts of our people, mm-hmm. we see what you do to them. So we follow them. We might get ourselves killed. Mm-hmm. If we don't follow them and we play by the system and mm-hmm. try to get ours, yeah, then we have our own moral. That's, and I wonder if that's the place where we live. Is that yeah. place where I'm not going to condemn myself when I know there's these other things going there's on. There's other things going on, these other powers. These other things. places that need to be indicted. Yes, yeah. But and, it's, and you know, <laughs> and for me, and... I don't know. I, I, no, for me, I... I um, you know, I'm borderline. I'm, I'm pretty much a socialist. I'm really, I am. I like Bernie Mac type of stuff that I was hearing in politics. However, in some in some areas, after coming home and doing the work that I've been doing, it's like I have a new kind of light for law enforcement, for policemen. I have a new kind of light for homeless and crime. After being away for so long and respecting people's space like the worst thing you could be in prison is a jailhouse day that is almost that's almost over child molester he stole he stole he went in his cell that is or reading someone's mail taking some mm-hmm. some of the small things that out here mean don't mean much owing someone a little money and not paying them, it's a big deal. Yeah, I get that. It's a big deal. Out here, it's like things are, are looked on. So when I see a lot of guys, I understand that. That um, I understand that. I mean, I was caught up in the cocaine thing back in the 80s. I understand, um, I understand how people can be caught up in addiction and the sickness of it and all. I don't know if, but I, I don't feel as empathetic as I used to because mm-hmm. of the work I'm doing now and there are men who are much younger than me and I'm working two jobs 
and I'm just getting, I'm getting in their head. I'm having conversations. A lot of them come back and say, like, Trey, man, I'm glad we had that talk. You know, because I really, I'm getting in their head. I mean, what's the deal, dude? You, you're 25 years old, man. Why is you worried about an EBT card? Why is you worried about, man, they hiring here, they're hiring there. I don't get it. And you're homeless and you're getting high. You don't even have time to get high. You don't have time to get high, you know? So, um, who was it? Um, I think Ice Cube said, wait till our people get over this, huh? That's what I think all the time. Wait till well, we you get know, over this, huh? I, you know? that, actually, that, that's yeah. where I was going to go. Because yeah. I'm incre- I, I just am that person. I am, um, I'm going to be incredibly empathetic because, yes. you know, I've, I've had, I've, I've had so much privilege. I've never, like I, I've told you before, like I haven't yeah. been, incre- you know. Um, so, I think we're still feeling the effects of the, the, the war on people, which was called the war on drugs. Yes. Because the degradation that happened, I mean, it's, it, it's just going to take time to... It's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot. Then I wonder if, why, why can't we time? get there? I mean, well, it's so deep. Still, it's in the language. It's in the laws. It's in Well, that's the everything. thing. I mean, think about it. We were completely... Horribly assaulted. Yes. Horribly assaulted. So to me, I mean, I hear you. It, it, it gives me a little pause mm-hmm. because I am absolutely anti-law enforcement. Because I, I don't believe they enforce the law. I, I think understand. what they do is they are able to um, use these systemic and historic ways of brutalizing and traumatizing our people mm-hmm. as form, in the form of laws that have been always against us, mm-hmm. but um, and constant and and pro- but protect those that are supposed to be enforcing. They break the laws all the time. Yeah, I mean the the CCPOA, the guard, the, so the prison guard unions, yes. and the police unions, the they're way too corrupt, yeah. and they break the law all the time and get away with it. And I think. Yeah, we and don't this make is a vestige. Phones. We don't make cell phones. No, and, and you guys can't. Get them. Uh, yeah, and we're drugs not. that are in the prison, yeah, they're, 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 you can't bring them yeah, in. Yeah, right. They, I, mean, I mean, I visited the prison. Yeah. I know what I have to go through yeah. in order to get in there. Right. We have thousands of people on the streets as homeless, mm-hmm. 25-year-olds. There are parents that are attached to them that are still getting through the trauma of being brutalized, having our communities constantly being, you know, pushed into toxic environments. You can't, you're not going to be able to think well when your body is being ravaged by toxins and you don't Mm. even know it. You're just supposed to get over it. So to me, these are all indictments on the system. You know, and I just, I I think as black people, we, I, I think we need to continue to be more loving towards each other about, what has come before because what we're seeing in the present is still heavily laden yeah with things with the generational trauma i met a girl online when i had it when i was inside and i had a um, device and um her name she still she's still my friend on facebook um her name um her name is marge she's haitian and uh, she's part haitian and Dominican, I think. Anyway, in same island. Anyway, um, 
she gave me balance. I'm thinking when I listen to you, she gave me balance in areas that 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 I needed balance in that I didn't know I needed balance in because I had became so cynical and so hardcore in in my thought process. Sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, and um, mm-hmm. she she her smile, her everything gave me a sense of yeah. It kind of softened me a little because, <laughs> because you know, I had gotten to where, yeah, I was real cynical about a lot of stuff. And guys coming in while I'm inside, guys coming in from the street and their crimes and different things that were, they were doing, like, you know, and you're coming in here like this. And we see from here what you guys doing before you get here. We know you're coming. Right. We know you're coming. Right, right. You know, we're just wondering what yard you're going to be on. You know, yeah, yeah. he's going level four. Look at him. Look what he did. How oh, could he do that? Wondering, gosh. why did you do that to her? Right. Or why did you, what's wrong with What were you thinking? Right. Why did you right. tell on him? You know, we're sitting back from like, uh, you know, from a different position, evaluating things. Like I told you about the COVID. And it's real. We were, we were tripping on, on the so-called free society in the, in the COVID. Here we are sheltered in place for decades and these people are out here fighting because they didn't want to wear a mask or be sheltered and play in their house. It's embarrassing. Know? Yeah, it was embarrassing. I mean, we you really and, and I don't and I don't know how much we really learned from that. I don't either. Because we don't have to. See, y'all have to. Yes. You have to survive in there. You yeah. have to unless you're just going to succumb to mm-hmm. the how the system really wants you to be because they do want you to mm-hmm. be fodder. They really don't want you to be empowered. Right. That's something you just have to, I mean, I'm not telling you, I'm not not telling you this. This is what I hear from Uh y'all. If you're going to keep some sense of your humanity and who you are, then, uh, yeah, you have to do that on your own. You have to do it on your own. We talked about that last week. All the groups are ran, invented, and ran by by, um, inmates. Yeah, because that's the only way you're going to get it, because they don't want you to have it. Then you have to go to the board and prove yourself to them by the groups that you and your homies made up. Exactly. And, and these are all people yeah. at, on the board that make that continue to have jobs and make money yes. by your captivity. They, so they don't want you to get better. No. We have to rely on each other. We are going to have to set ourselves free. We have to become the community release board. Mm-hmm. Yes. The alternative to the to the parole board. And I don't want to dismiss or say mm-hmm. that it's wrong. I mean, it does hurt my heart, you know, because um, but I because I understand. Here you are in your late sixties, mm-hmm. working two jobs. You know, you've made this transformation for yourself, mm-hmm. and you see this young brother. And what you what I really hear is, mm-hmm. it's the tough love you want to be giving him because yeah. it's like, look, it you, is. You, it's just not worth it. Somehow, and s- somehow. You have to do this for yourself yeah. because you're wasting. You, this is what this is what the system has designed for you. And I know. Stop buying it because you, you yeah, lived I'm it. Telling you, you lived that's it, where you're going. It's lonely there. My appeal mm-hmm. is: Can we do it where they know that they're being loved and protected? That we understand that there's stuff behind there that you don't even understand. That that's what you need to get to. That because. That's psychological trauma that's that's being created. Mm-hmm. You're homeless at 25. You you're trying to soften stuff up by taking drugs. Mm-hmm. Look, all of us, too many of us out here do know what that means. Yes. Come home and have a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. That's not you're not criminalized for that. Right. But we're doing the same thing. 
Mm-hmm. I'm glad you said that though, the tough love part. I'm glad you said that because you could see into me because really, I'm a pussycat. If they get to know me, I'm like, oh yeah, man. Like the guy I'm sending money to, you know, just yeah. got home. You know, he's mm-hmm. been, in, you know, helping and he's out now. Yeah. And I'm really, you know, but but when I even I talk to him, he will ask me questions because I know what he wants. He wants my tough love that I'm going to give him. Right. When you ask me, okay, you ask me, right? Right. Yeah, I'm asking you, Trey. This is what you need to do, bro. And you need to stop doing that. And you need to do this. This is like, it's like mathematics. One plus one is two everywhere. It's universal. It might use, it might say dos plus uno, or the, the language might change, but the two things together make two. The one and one make two. So it's all, it's universal, bro. So you need to, in order to have success, you automatically say no to certain other things. You have to. Right. If you want success, you automatically have to say no to some things. As soon as he steps away from you, yeah, there is going to be, there's a very real possibility. Mm-hmm. There's going to be that police officer, the law enforcer. Mm-hmm. He's not going to see him the same way. He's not no. going to be waiting for this young man to ask him questions and give him some guidance. They're going to make a judgment about what they see. And so he's easily derailed. Our people are so vulnerable Mm -hmm. to this system of law enforcement. That's why, personally, I believe. Mm -hmm. Or that's why I'm against law enforcement. Because it is designed to do just that. It is not designed to give tough love or revolutionary love. It's about... Punishing what they see. Homeless, homelessness is criminalized. Mm-hmm. Being black is a crime. Mm-hmm. This, this, so that relationship there is, yes. is incorrect. Policing ourselves is really, can we t- tough love ourselves up? That's, that, that's what I want for us. Mm-hmm. To fall into the arms of somebody like you. To fall into the arms of somebody who is going to find that space where I'm still going to find you innocent. Because we are creating mm-hmm. that world where you're not going to want to do that. And we actually do have a place for you to go. Yeah. And the way we're designing things, the, 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 we're lessening the chances and we're avoiding the chances of that happening. See, you will be ashamed. I, I would yeah. like for people to be ashamed. I'm, I would be ashamed. I'm ashamed that uh, if a guy walks, follows me in the store, thinks I'm going to steal. Now, before I didn't care. You know, I feel that I'm, I'm ashamed to, to, to discard paper on, on the sidewalk. Right, 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 right. You know, so I'm really not going to be writing on the wall. So there are some things that, some things that I think that, yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. though I love some really beautiful graffiti. Oh, yeah, you yeah, know, That's yeah, something yeah, else. But yeah. but yeah, but tagging or, no, you I'm know, talking about like, tagging. Yeah, and, and, stuff, and exactly. You know, or you're defacing, like, or you're beautiful defacing art property, or something. Or, yeah, or, someone, yeah, that, right? or someone's property. <laughs> and that's why we yeah. need to have our own property. Yeah. Stop this system again. And I think all of these things, in my view, should mm. always be an indictment on the system. I think, you know where a lot of my stuff comes from, too? Like you're saying, what you're saying right now, a lot of my tough love and stuff, mm. it comes from, I was raised in Marcus Garvey Academy. Okay. So mm-hmm. a lot of stuff I knew about, and I was surprised that people were just learning, like people just learning about Black Wall Street or different things like that. I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, these people actually lived in Oklahoma, Tulsa, and didn't know. These people lived in Southampton, Virginia, and didn't know about Nat Turner. 
Yeah. I've met right. people like that and you know, mm-hmm. that's just, you know, just like so now I'm like <laughs> I have to be sympathetic like okay, they didn't. They just didn't. But that, again, that's an indictment on the system. Yes, yes. Because they buried that stuff. Yes. They kept people... They they buried our history. And they kept us... Um, they, they, um, they kept us ignorant. Yes. They made sure we didn't know that. That's a vestige of slavery. Yes. They made sure we didn't know it. And, and only because... Only on no circumstance other than where I was born is why my mother worked at Marcus Garvey. She's a teacher's aide. Our lockers were red, black, and green for as far as I can remember. I Those that. colors just was just these things. That was your world. Yeah. yeah, it was my world. Yeah, it was my world. So when I came out of that world and got into the hustler and all that thing, that still was in the back of my mind. This is why the universe. Sent me on a trip and brought me back home. Absolutely. Absolutely. And brought me back home because I was amazed. These guys, a lot of youngsters, like, Trey X, because I was my, how'd you know all that? How'd you know? To me, it was just like common knowledge. No, bro. I know it was five black presidents before any, I know about J. A. Rogers and, you know, I read, I read these books, you know, Sheikh Ante Diop when I was a kid, you know, Richard Wright, um, Baldwin, and all these guys that, they were just like natural here. Right, read right, that. Right, right. You know, yeah. so, yeah. So when I see that young guy, like I, we were talking about this 25, and then I have to understand that, okay, he doesn't really know a whole lot. I, I meditate. I haven't, now that I'm, <laughs> I got my own place, I'm able to meditate again. I'm so glad. But, but um, before that, in the transition home, it was hard. And in cell, it was easy. And my, I used to do a lot of them. Every morning, I would feel as if I had missed something. If I would leave without meditation for at least 20 minutes, you know, at least 20 minutes. And sometimes I can get a good hour in or something wow, and nice. just sit there and breathe. <laughs> just sit there in, in my, with my breath and just concentrate on my breathing, you know. That made, yeah. And um, now that I, I have my own apartment, I can, you know, I'm starting to get back into that mode again. That's really beautiful. All right. We are going to have a bit of a chunky ending here because Trey and I continued our conversation uh, for much longer than we could allow here. So we're going to end here with some of the last words that Trey had to say. And and then we'll be right back with uh, the end of the show. They say a nation can be judged by... They say a nation can be judged by how it treats its most vulnerable, which is children, prisoners. These yeah, they're they all, vulnerable. They be, they're course. vulnerable. Prisoners are vulnerable. Totally you know, vulnerable. they don't want to see them as vulnerable. They might see not have seen right. them, but they're very vulnerable. Right. Children are vulnerable. What, what would you like to leave this last? What were the last words you'd like to? Say? I just want to say that signs and symbols are for the conscious mind. Fear is not real. Fear is having to worry about something that hasn't even happened. Because the reason I say fear is not real, this is what I want to leave with, fear is not real. Fear is based on something that might or may not happen. That's what fear is based on, what might happen or what may not happen. The only thing that's real is right now, where you and I are right now. This space is real. That's what's real, the here and now. 
The future is not real, and the past is not real. They've passed already. Right. There are things to learn from them, but they're not here. This is where we are right now. You know, so, yeah, like that's that. what I want to share. And I, um, I look forward to, um, to sharing with you some more. All right, beautiful people. That is our show. Um, I want to thank you for joining me here this morning. Get ready for Work Week with Steve Seltzer. We'll head on out of here with Someday We'll All Be Free by Donny Hathaway. Keep going.